What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, America. Welcome. Oh, less than a week. Well, no, we are a week from Christmas. Has all your shopping gotten done? I hope so. I've gotten all my shopping. I want you all to know I've gotten my shopping done. I just haven't wrapped anything. It's all piled up, hidden away from everybody to see. I got to go wrap this stuff. And I, I, I mean, our tree's a little bare. There's nothing. My, my oldest has wrapped some presents, but I got to do that. Welcome. Okay. So um, today and tomorrow, because I'm going to be gone on Wednesday for the rest of the week. So we'll be easy with you on phones. If you got something you want to say or talk about, 877-973-7425. But I'm going to hijack this. We'll get to the Biden stuff. We will. But I need to, I, I would like your attention, please. I would like your attention. Ah, now all of a sudden I realize, Erickson, you're, don't put yourself through this. Um, So today is my wife's birthday. Happy birthday to my wife. The week before Christmas in 2006, I want to say it was like the 20th because it was just after her birthday. My wife was given six months to live. She thankfully was misdiagnosed. I had to be the one to tell her she had six months to live. It was raining badly had been all day. There was a really bad wreck on I-16 headed into Macon, Georgia. And the doctors who had done a lung biopsy on her were called to go assist in the ER. And they told me, you can tell, you can talk to your wife or we'll come back later and talk to your wife. I had to go get my kid from daycare. They had to pick him up from daycare by six. It's like, I, I can do this. Her parents and I, we were in this windowless little room. There was a phone and a fake plan and a Bible, and they told us. And then my in-laws went out, and I had to go down this hall to a recovery room and wait for my wife to come out of the anesthesia to tell her she was going to die. A week before Christmas, less than a week before Christmas, in 2006. She did not believe me. She was confused coming out from the anesthesia. But she was very adamant there was nothing wrong with her, and they had found this very rare form of cancer that had spread through her body and settled into her lungs. They found it because they had scanned her and found a blood clot in her jugular vein, which is rare, and they deduced it was something. They found these spots in her lungs, and and it was just a a series of of different things that led to this diagnosis, and 
I lost my job the same day. I lost my job the same day I had to tell my wife she had six months to live. I can tell you, I can't use the word on radio. It, it, let's just say it was a, it was a bad day, a poopy day. And then I had to go get my kid from daycare by six. I get into the daycare and I'm just all discombobulated. Get my one-year-old, take her home. Uh, it was pouring down rain and I got my kid out of the car and sat down in the mud and just started crying. I remember she patted me on the face like everything was going to be okay. I got her settled. Some family came. Um, they they took her. I was able to get back to the hospital. And, and late that night, after we stayed up for a very long time, trying to process the news and, and would I remarry and where would I live and what would I do with the kid and this was all pre-radio. I was a blogger. Hadn't even been hired by CNN yet. I was a blogger about to be unemployed. They came in and they said it was a misdiagnosis. About 24 hours later, a company in Washington reached out. They wanted to buy my website, Red State. Uh, it was, y'all, it was a 24-hour whirlwind less than a week before Christmas. Now, the irony of all of this is that the misdiagnosis in 2006 led to the diagnosis of my wife's lung cancer in 2016. I am being wheeled into a cardiac ICU unit. I am given, well, basically it's a call your family, you're not going to live day. Y'all, true story here. Uh, the Ericsons have had some moments in hospitals. We don't like them. Um, I am given uh, not long to live. My lungs have been filling up with blood clots. I didn't know it. I just thought I joined CrossFit. Every horror story starts with joining CrossFit. Nope. It wasn't the CrossFit. It wasn't that I was out of shape and old. It was that my lungs had been filling up with blood clots. Um, it's kind of funny. So Philip had just started working for me. Poor guy goes to the ringer. He just starts working for me. Um I, he, he lives through the uninviting Trump from my conference in 2015 to uh, you got 24 hours to live, call your family. And, and as I'm being wheeled into this cardiac ICU unit in the spring of 2016, my wife is calling me. I'm trying to call her. She won't answer her phone. She finally calls me back and says the Mayo Clinic has called her and they think she's got lung cancer based on what they found in her lungs in 2006. I'm like, oh, well, this is great. I got 24 hours to live. <gasps> They're telling me to call my family. <gasps> you need to come to the hospital. I could not breathe. They, they put me in the ICU unit and literally the doctor who's, who's in this ICU unit, he sees my skin on the board and he yells into the room that I'm in and asks them if that body has been taken to the morgue yet. And it's me. It's me. That's how bad it was, though. Uh, it was at that moment I realized how bad it was. I honestly thought there was this big overreaction, but nope. Um, I, I, I Obviously, I did not die. But my wife has this incurable stage four lung cancer. It is genetic. Essentially, my wife's body produces a protein that her 
body stores in her lungs as malignant tumors. She takes a medicine that stops the protein from being produced. The medicine's called Tegriso, um, and it works for two years. My wife got diagnosed in 2016. She's passed her seven years anniversary of this medicine, and it is still working. They don't know why. Her medicine, her tumor's Cancer, this genetic form of cancer, it mutates in a sequence. And everybody who has this same kind of, I think it's EGFR, something like that, cancer, it mutates in the same way. And she has some additional gene sequence that is off. And there are very few people in the world, less than 40 in the world, similarly situated. And this medicine's been working for all of them. We've been very blessed. All of this is to say that here we are a week before Christmas. In 2006, my wife was given six months to live. In 2016, she was given two years to live. I was given a day to live, and we're both still alive. My wife's mother died when she was in, I think, first grade of breast cancer. Uh, in fact, when we got married in the end of 2000, um, so y'all, we played it so smart. I got married in 2000, so I will never not know how many years I've been married. It is 2023, therefore I've been married 23 years. But three months after we got married in, in 2000, she had a prophylactic double mastectomy. Um, it, it took just it took six, seven, eight months to go through the reconstruction process. It was it was an ordeal for us. Um, and because, I mean, all the women in her family died of breast cancer. Like, that's what you're going to get. Like, might as well go on and do this. Turns out she didn't get that gene. She got the lung cancer gene. Um, but we played it safe. We played the odds. Our kids have their exams this week. Tomorrow's the last day of school before Christmas break. And... Um, we're going to have a very low-key Christmas. My daughter has to have her tonsils out. She's uh, at 18, probably past the point where she really should, but she gets a lot of sinus infections. They decided it's her tonsils. They need to come out, so we'll be home for Christmas. Normally, I would go to Vegas with Philip, and that's my Christmas present to him every year. So I take him to a hockey game in Vegas. Not this year. I'll be home with the family. Um, but we weren't supposed to be here. My wife wasn't supposed to be here. They, in 2016, told her the medicine would work for two years, and really there was nothing they could do outside of traditional medicine, but for her sort of lung cancer at stage four, it, it can only buy her time. And now we're going to have a, we have a senior in high school. Her mother never got to see her graduate, never got to see her pass first grade. And here's my wife, who was told she would never get to see her daughter um, graduate from high school and is all in on being one of those moms who participates in everything for every memory as my kid heads towards a high school graduation that my wife did not expect to see. We do not know what life will bring. We do not know what life will bring. You do not know what life will bring. I have a dear friend who several years ago, her father woke up Christmas morning and dropped, or Easter morning, and dropped dead of a heart attack. Easter was his favorite holiday on his way to church, and he was 
had said if he ever died, he wished he'd die on Resurrection Sunday, and he did. They never, they did, wasn't expected. You don't know what life is going to bring. So I, 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 I just, one, it's, it's my wife's birthday, and I, my wife does so much with the kids and, and so much so that I can do this job. And I probably work more than I should, but I work as much as I do because I want to make everything as easy on her as I possibly can. Um, I mean, we, we didn't know what the situation would be. And I figure sh- the kids need to build these memories with her more than me as much as they can because of the situation. And um, God willing, she'll be here for grandkids. But if not, the kids will have had these memories with her. And then I try to work very hard. Um, it's one of the reasons I'm, I'm kind of like impatient about growing my show as much as possible to provide more revenue so that I can do more cool things with my family. Having grown up overseas, they've never been overseas. At some point, I'd love to do stuff like this with them. Um, but she's here. I won't give you her age. She'd probably be mad at me. But we're both less than 50. I'll just say that but it's kind of cool. Here we are a week before Christmas and my wife's, the great Christmas present she gets is one more year around the sun with us. Hopefully the good Lord willing to May to see our oldest walk across a stage and God willing in three more years to see our son also walk across a high school graduation stage. But we head to Christmas and you're worried about getting meaningful presents for people. I got to tell you, I'm more and more mindful waking up in the morning is probably the best present for a lot of people. Waking up in the morning, getting out of the bed so you can be with your family and make those memories with your family. You don't really appreciate that until you've lived something like what we've gone through in my family. So while y'all are all out there thinking about Christmas and wrapping presents and driving around, seeing lights and stuff, just Understand that for a whole lot of people, just the fact that um, y'all can be with your kids, your kids can be with you, uh, you can be with family, gosh, that is priceless. We have, thanks to the good Lord, one more year around the sun with my wife that we, seven years ago, didn't think we would have. Uh, I am tremendously blessed that she's my wife. And I want to tell y'all so bad what I got her for Christmas and one of you would rat me out, so I can't tell you. Um, but I got her a cool Christmas present. I'll tell you about when we come back from Christmas vacation. For her birthday, though, nobody can rat me out by the end of this day. We'll tell you, my wife is very old school. Like anything that happened after like 1985, she is she's she's just opposed to. Like she wants to live in the 80s. She only listens to 80s music. It's just it's 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 a terrible thing for those of us who didn't grow up in this country in the 80s that she's all about the 80s. And I will just tell you that in addition to finding her like old school set of curlers from like the late 80s that burn your fingers but actually heat up immediately and curl your hair unlike the current crop of curlers that she complains about all the time. I found them on eBay. Gentlemen, your wife may want them. She's getting a classic Atari. Um, I got my buddy Joseph. Um it got me into playing playing Halo late at night, and Joseph sent my wife a uh, Xbox uh, disc of all the classic Atari games, and she loves it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to find you a classic uh, Atari 2600. So this afternoon, after I get off work, she will unbox 
her classic Atari and can relive the 80s. And I got an extra joystick so the kids can play with her. Hello there. Welcome. Listen, those of you on the phones, be patient. Uh, I ran long that last segment. Deservedly so. It's about my awesome wife. Y'all know we, we did our Christmas card. And you'll find the family portrait of me, my wife, and our kids. You'll find a picture of the kids. You will not find a standalone picture of me. I, I'm, I'm opposed. But our Christmas card, the, the major photo on the card is my wife pulling that UPS truck at her strongman competition. <laughs> She's proud of her. We're all proud of her. I am proud of her. I'm kind of scared of her, too. What she wants. So, so, okay, so her birthday present is, is I got her a classic Atari 2600. No idea. Those of you who know her, keep your mouth shut until after 4 p.m. today. But then she knows this is happening because we had to plan for it. I'm taking her. There's a Porsche Atlanta, Porsche Atlanta experience, and I am taking her up there on Wednesday for her to learn to race uh, Porsches. Now, she's pulled the UPS truck. I'm pretty sure she's going to want to pull one of these Porsches out of there as well. And I'm a little bit scared that my wife's going to go to jail Wednesday afternoon as she tries to take home a Porsche that I don't have the money to pay for. But it'll be fun. Recently, 10 regional banks have had their credit downgraded. and That's no problem. They're going to keep racking up profits. They'll get a sweetheart bailout. They always do. But what about you? Maybe not. My friends at Swiss America have been sounding the alarm about the secret war on cash. It's an all-out assault on our freedoms. With soaring interest rates, squeezing the economy, banks teetering on collapse, Swiss America wants to educate you and help you protect your hard-earned assets right now. Go read the report, The Secret War on Cash. Your copy is free by calling or texting 800-289-2646. The all-out war on cash includes digital forms of currency. It's spreading daily. Go read The Secret War on Cash. It is free to my listeners. You just mentioned Eric Erickson. When you call or text 800-289-2646, that's 800 289 2646. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. That's SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Put in your information, get the secret war on cash. Let Swiss America help you with your assets. You can also call or text my name to 800-289-2646. Message and data rates may apply. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I'm happy to take your phone calls. I will start taking them here in just one second. But first, 26 years ago today, December 18th, 1997. Kramer, I got your message. I haven't celebrated Festivus in years. What is your interest? Well, just tell me everything, huh? Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. <laughs> I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. Well, that must have been some kind of doll. She was. <laughs> so December 23rd, officially, Festivus. Why has it the post office? They, they'll they make a Kwanzaa stamp, and that's a made-up holiday from a felon. Why won't they do a Festivus stamp? I just, I, I think I should, we, we should figure this out. Maybe we should have a Festivus day tomorrow on the show. Uh, before we all head home for the holidays. 877-973-7425. Going to go first to Mike. Welcome to the show, Mike. How are you? 
Hey, how you doing, Eric? Good. Well, I'm uh, becoming increasingly concerned about the presidential election. Um, I want to use a boxing uh, analogy. They say styles make fights. And that's what we have here. We have Trump pummeling everyone in the Republican primary. Head to head, though, with Biden, it's nearly a draw. Meanwhile, Haley gets pummeled by Trump, but easily beats Biden in some of the polls. So just like with Ali, Frazier and Foreman, you know, Ali, uh, Foreman, uh, Frazier beat Ali once. Ali beat Foreman and Foreman destroyed Frazier. That's what we have here. And I don't, don't know that Trump can beat Biden, but Haley can. But Trump will pummel Haley. So we got to get behind Haley. Uh, we got to get rid of Joe Biden. He ha- we, we can't take him anymore. He, he's a catastrophe. And he, only Haley, it seems, can beat him. Okay. So, Mike, look, I, I appreciate that. Uh, and there is actually news out of uh, New Hampshire that Haley's lead continues to grow. It, it kind of, at this point, does make you wonder why is Chris Christie stayed in the race? Because uh, roughly 95% of Christie's vote would go to Nikki Haley if Christie's vote and Nikki Haley's vote combined, she'd be almost tied with Trump in New Hampshire. I'm not going to get into uh, my preferences. I think DeSantis or Haley both would be great candidates against Trump. Uh, The DeSantis people have a lot of reason to believe that if he got out of the race, his support would go to Trump. If Haley got out of the race, her support would come to him. But here is the reality. Donald Trump is ahead of both of them significantly, but Nikki Haley in New Hampshire is closing in on Trump. And I suspect if Christie were to leave the race and endorse Haley, if he really wants to stop Trump, uh, most of his support, in fact, the uh, undercurrents of polling suggests the greater proportion of his would, so much so that she'd come very close to Trump in New Hampshire. And then it becomes a turnout game and what else happens in the dynamics. The reality, though, is that uh, to win the election, you have to win the primary. And while all of the polling shows Nikki Haley is best situated to win an election against Joe Biden, she polls, outperforms him in in pretty much every poll taken by greater margins than anyone else, uh, Haley isn't necessarily the best fit in a Republican primary as constituted right now. And she has to find a way through that. In New Hampshire, she certainly is. There is a scenario that I think actually helps Haley more than uh, DeSantis, but it is a path that requires every piece of it to align uh, perfectly. And that path begins in Iowa, where if Ron DeSantis beats Donald Trump in Iowa, it signals Trump is not inevitable. DeSantis then has to springboard into New Hampshire, and I think it's too far of a reach for him to win New Hampshire. But if Chris Christie drops out and throws his support to Haley, that DeSantis signaling Trump is not inevitable in Iowa probably actually helps Haley in New Hampshire. And then they go to South Carolina, where if you get Tim Scott to align with Nikki Haley and consolidate that base, you've had Iowa where Trump doesn't win in New Hampshire, where Trump doesn't win, it it gives Haley an advantage in South Carolina. I mean, that's kind of the irony as I see this right now that 
Um, I do think if DeSantis drops out, it pushes his support to Trump. But if DeSantis wins in Iowa and shows that Trump is not inevitable, I think that changes the dynamic. Ironically, though, I think it probably helps Haley more than DeSantis. Your mileage may vary on that. Feel free to disagree. I absolutely know the DeSantis people will. But when I look at the polling here, whoever wins Iowa typically doesn't become the nominee. Cruz, Huckabee, Santorum. Whoever wins New Hampshire uh, has a better likelihood of it. But, I mean, keep in mind the McCain win in 2000, and, and all roads, therefore, lead to South Carolina. You've got a former governor of South Carolina. If she gets the backing of the current senator of South Carolina, who was a, was a nominee, you can consolidate that vote. They're possibly helping her. But, again, every single thing has to fall perfectly. And I have been around long enough to know that's not going to happen which continues to give Donald Trump the advantage. Now, I will say, I think Donald Trump can beat Joe Biden. And in fact, the Democrats themselves are deeply worried about Donald Trump beating Joe Biden. Uh, Barack Obama is concerned about Donald Trump beating Joe Biden. Uh, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Let me, let me pull this up. Uh, those with concerns include former President Barack Obama, who knows this is going to be a close race and feels that Democrats very well could lose the 2024 election, according to a person familiar with his thinking. Obama worries that the alternative is pretty dangerous for democracy, the person said. The fate of the president's priorities could be decided in the coming days, a legislative deal combining Foreign aid and immigration changes is the subject of intense bipartisan negotiations in the Senate through the weekend. The package being discussed would provide billions of dollars in aid to Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, while tightening the U.S. asylum system, making it easier to deport migrants who are in the country legally. A round of dismal polls is increasing jitters among Democrats, including some in the West Wing, who are worried that voters' negative views on the president are going unchallenged. Those Democrats are growing impatient for a full-fledged campaign to start. Here's the problem. I think most people think the campaign's already started, and they just don't like Joe Biden. His polling continues to degrade even further. The latest polling now has him at 34% popular approval rating and, and Donald Trump handily beating him. The Democrats need to see the writing on the wall. At the same time, Republicans, keep in mind that um, incumbency gives advantages and indictments and possible convictions can disrupt things with independent voters for Donald Trump. It is absolutely true. And every, every poll shows Nikki Haley beating Joe Biden more handily than anyone else. But every poll also shows Donald Trump beating Joe Biden right now. There are just more wild cards with him than Haley. Now, on that point, Robert, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Robert. How are you? Great. Appreciate you taking my call. I, I heard in the last second you talked about the, uh, the Democrats replacing Biden. What are the mechanics to do that now that we're very close to the uh, primaries? And then second, who's most likely? And third, do you think they consider Michelle Obama? Oh, okay. Yes. So let, let me answer these questions. Um, let me start with the last question first, Robert. Um, Republicans continue to push the idea that Michelle Obama is somehow going to become the Democratic nominee. I can't dissuade anyone of that case, but I will just tell you I don't think it's likely in large part because she hated being in the White House and would not want to be in the White House. Maybe she could be persuaded that she would win and become the first woman. So her husband be the first black president. She'd be the first woman. Um, maybe they could persuade her. I don't know that it's likely, but I'm not going to say never here. 
I just think Republicans always bring this up, and I don't know any Democrats who do. The other issue is how do you get Joe Biden off the ballot? The primaries are about to start. So there is a process in this country called ballot access. Every candidate for office on the Republican and Democratic side has to qualify for office. They go to each state, they pay a fee, they fill out a form, and they get on the ballot. Once you're on the ballots and the primaries happen, each person begins to collect delegates. Uh, As those people collect the delegates, the person with the most delegates becomes the the, uh, person who gets the nomination. The Democratic and Republican sides do it slightly differently, uh, but by and large, you have to get so many votes in the primaries, and you got to be on the ballots in those states to get the primary votes, to get the delegates, to be the nominee. But there are a couple of things you got to keep in mind here. Who is running? It's Joe Biden who's running, not Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is not running to be the Democratic nominee. She's going to be, by default, the vice presidential nominee again, according to Joe Biden, but she's not running for president. So Joe Biden, not Kamala Harris, is racking up the delegate votes. So let's say Donald Trump gets convicted. The Republican, uh, National Republican Conference is going to be, your Republican National Conference is going to be at the end of July. The Democrats will be end of August, beginning of September. The incumbent of the White House always goes last. That's the tradition. Whichever party is in the White House goes second. So essentially, the challenger gets to make their case and the incumbent gets a rebuttal. So let's say you go through the Republican National Conference at the end of July. Donald Trump becomes the nominee and he is convicted in one or more cases. And the polling shifts dramatically. This is something Republicans have to understand is that all the polling that shows Donald Trump ahead also shows that if he's convicted of a crime, he gets wiped out. I don't know that that's true. There are some people who think that it doesn't matter. Joe Biden's so unpopular, even a conviction won't matter, writes Priebus. Well, I've got the audio. I'll play it later. Uh, kind of makes that case that who's to say that a conviction costs Donald Trump the election? Uh, nothing is certain. And I think that that's wise to say. But let's say Donald Trump gets convicted or not. He gets the nomination. And the Democratic National Committee rolls around. Kamala Harris has no delegates to be president. And Joe Biden calls a press conference and says, folks, I got to step aside. We got to stop Donald Trump. I clearly can't do it. I'm too old. I'm frail. Something's happened. Um, He won't say he can't stop Trump. He'll just say, it's time to move on to someone else. I've concluded Based on my age and health and circumstances, I gotta. I we need a fresh face. Kamala Harris has no delegates. She's not a shoe in. It throws it open to the convention, and the wise men of the Democratic Party, the so-called super delegates, play an extraordinary outsized role in picking a replacement for Joe Biden. I don't think it'll be Gavin Newsom. I don't. I think Gavin Newsom wants it. But I think the wise men of the party would say it's not wise to have a super progressive from California be the nominee. It'll be someone else. Maybe it'll be Kamala Harris, but I doubt it. But they can totally do that. That's totally a legitimate process. You can say it's cheating, but it's within the rules of the conventions where he can step aside. Donald Trump could step aside as well. He could rack up all the all the points for the delegates before he becomes the actual candidate, say, I, I can't do it, I'm done, 
The Democrats have bankrupted me. They're going to throw me in jail. I, I can't be your nominee over to someone else. There's no running mate confirmed at that point, so there's no shoe-in to replace him, and it opens it up at the convention. These are actually are wild scenarios, but open conventions can happen and have happened in American politics. The thing I would just tell Republicans is once you lock in Donald Trump, Joe Biden has a month to decide if he can really beat him or not. And if he thinks he can't, you and I both know the Democrats will be out focus grouping the snot out of Americans to find a better challenger to make sure they stop Trump. Because the thing that Democrats want more than getting Joe Biden reelected is stopping Trump and do not think they won't do what it takes, including shoving Biden aside uh, before the convention to make sure Donald Trump doesn't become the president. The only way to short circuit that is to go with someone other than Trump on the Republican side. And I don't know that Republicans will do that. They seem to want to be lemmings off a cliff. Now, I want you to have the vision of what to do moving forward, and that includes calling Vision Computers about your company. Listen, a lot of you right now, you're small businessmen, and you're looking at your tax liabilities, and you're wondering ways to offset them. You can do charitable deductions, which is great, but also here at the end of the year, maybe take advantage of some of the end-of-the-year savings with Vision Computers, invest in the technology to grow your business in 2024, and and get the, the tax deductions from investing in new equipment. If you go to visioncomputers.com or call them at 404-COMPUTE, they can build you computers, laptops or desktop, PCs, and then they can be your IT department, so they service the computers as well. They build them, they take care of them for you, and then all of your employees get a number with Vision. Your employees can call anytime, day or night, get an answer if they don't know what to do. If they got a problem, Vision can remote in, help figure out the problem. They can help you with printer support, email support, all the stuff your small business needs help with, Vision can do. So call them at 404 Compute. Listen, this goes for any of you. We, we picked up stations Lafayette, uh, St. Louis, Grand Forks, North Dakota, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, in Kalispell, Montana, Salem. It doesn't matter where you are listening right now. If you're in Bridgeport or, or um, Hartford, Connecticut as well, anywhere, you can call Vision at 404 Compute. They will take care of your company, your small business. They'll give you a great deal on a computer, and then they'll be your IT department for you, for your home, or for your office. If you're a small business looking at end-of-the-year finances and taxes, that might be something you want to invest in. Visioncomputers.com or call them at 404 Compute. Tell them I sent you. You'll save even more money if you tell them I sent you at 404 Compute. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I am very happy to have you. Uh, can I just, I I, I want to, I, I, yeah, um, y'all, that Tesla truck is hideous. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to offend those of you who are Tesla fans. Uh, I'm I'm perfectly fine. If you want a Tesla, God bless you. Go go get a Tesla. This is not a criticism of Tesla, the company. Uh, it, it, I honestly have thought about getting one of their cars just for commuting, just because of gas bills. But that truck is hideous. It is like something out of a dystopian fantasy of some kind. I, I, I who thought that was a good idea and, and the cyber truck and and now there's there's more and more there's a video of a cyber truck sliding down a snowy embankment with a Christmas tree tied to its roof that went viral. Um, there <laughs> the Forest Service is uh, trolling Twitter about off-road vehicle use on public lands. I, it's just an ugly vehicle. It is a, it, it's like, what can we, 
design to look like it was the 1970s vision of 2021. Um, it just, it's, it's ugly. It's just ugly. Now, what's beautiful are the steaks you'll get from Omaha Steaks. If you go to omahasteaks.com, they have a vision of the future that's tasty and delicious and deliverable to your door. Go to omahasteaks.com at checkout. You put in my name, Eric, and you save 30 extra dollars. Minimum order applies. Now, here's the cool thing. They've continued for the end of the year. They're 50% off sale. So you go to omahasteaks.com and you get everything site-wide, 50% off. And then at checkout, you put Eric in as your promo code and you get another $30 off. You get steaks, burgers, seafood, pork, poultry, ready-made sides, desserts, even main courses. You can just pop in the oven and heat up, and you get it all delivered to your door. The steaks are fantastic. The New York strips from Omaha Steaks are just buttery, delicious, tender, flavorful. Just uh, I love the New York strip to begin with, and theirs are great. Go to, you know, they should do bacon wrap New York. They do bacon wrap place. I'm going to lobby them for the bacon wrap New York strip. Nonetheless, you go to go to omahasteaks.com at checkout. Put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You get 30 extra dollars off at omahasteaks.com. It's a great Christmas gift. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.